0: Future, that we're going to get to see the real heart of darkness in the United States. Heart of darkness is uh it's a book written by Joseph Conrad. I think 1899, something like that. Basically, it's about how little difference there is between civilized people quote-unquote, and savages, quote-unquote. It's how civilization is just a thin veneer over chaos and anarchy, which is kind of a misnomer because uh, in a, quote-unquote, savage society or a tribal society, it's not really chaos and anarchy. Um... I mean, I would argue that in some respects they're actually nicer to each other (laughs) than us civilized people can be. Not in all aspects, but uh, in some. Um, But anyway, the gist of the novel is really about as stable as they seem, it doesn't take much for our agreed-upon fictional institutions, our uh, intersubjective fictions, things like justice, rule of law, government, money, um, all these things that aren't really things. They're just ideas and concepts we all collectively agree upon are there. So, in effect, they are there. But as soon as enough of us stop believing in them, they disappear. We cannot believe in a tree. The tree is still going to be there. But if we decide not to believe in justice or the economy, then those things won't exist. So that's what I mean by an intersubjective fiction. It's there are subjective truths that we all agree on as opposed to a, uh, just a subjective truth, which is like your own personal truth, which is, you know, whatever fictions you create in your head to get you through the day, Um, you know, if you believe that in the healing power of crystals, you know, that is true to you, but that's not an intersubjective truth, because not enough people believe in the healing power of crystals to, you know, make it a cultural thing, as opposed to something like Jesus, You know, Jesus would be an intersubjective truth because there's a whole religion based on him that a large portion of the world really believes in. Um, You know, these things, justice, rule of law, government, money, these things exist only as long as the majority of us believe they exist. Um, So the rules of civilized life are starting to come apart at the edges. Uh, Definitely in America and also a lot of other parts of the world. Um, Really over, not much at all. You know, kind of a, you know, a, a, a president. A lot of people don't like. A lot of people do like him. You know, really... I don't know, if you look at it objectively, kind of in, so far, an ineffectual president. I don't know that he's really accomplished anything other than pissing people off. But, you know, not very many uh, concrete policies he's put in place yet. Mostly he's dismantled a few, or he's trying really hard to dismantle a few. But even that, you know, as soon as he wants to roll back, you know, the protection of some river somewhere so, you know, to, so that local businesses can, you know, not have to pay, uh, damages when they give people cancer. Like as soon as he passes something like that or rolls one of those protections backs, like immediately he gets hit with a bunch of like federal injunctions, you know, they get it, the whole process gets tied up in the courts. So I don't know how much he's actually accomplished. Um, and then we have a pandemic, but kind of a you know, it's not the super flu. It's not uh it's not Spanish flu, it's not Ebola. But it's just enough to make everybody anxious and uh cause everyone to overreact and shut shit down and um yeah, really in itself, not a huge deal objectively. But we're sure freaking the fuck out over it. And then, you know, uh, someone gets murdered by the police, which happens all the time, and is uh, is a travesty of justice. But one particular murder hits at just the right time, shit hits the fan. More than usual. So, kind of three things. Maybe something else if I'm leaving it out. It's not like a nuclear bomb went off. You know, it's not even like a 9-11 happened. Think of, uh, think of New York after 9-11. City came together to reaffirm and reestablish civilization pretty quickly. The much vilified really Rudy Giuliani, vilified now, was like a national hero. 2001 September 13th 2001 Rudy Giuliani Rudy Giuliani everybody loved him and pretty quickly because you know the the institutions in New York were strong enough that they could come together and uh you know start rebuilding clearing away the rubble finding parts of bodies start rebuilding um and that was an event that kind of unified the nation um 20 years later maybe it's maybe it's best for the world if America's not unified <laughs> the last time i can remember us being unified on something i'd say led to the world becoming a much less safe place overall um but that's one example 911 hits new york comes together now think of new orleans after katrina police you know a hurricane hits dams break shit floods police first responders abandon their posts they just like nope we're out looters rape gangs refugees fighting for space and stadiums and fema shelters it's fucking pandemonium the institutional structures in New Orleans were not there. Two completely different examples. Two different cities. Not really a tale of two cities, because that really is about a tale of one city, just two sides of one city. But, if you know, we're getting literary. Heart of Darkness, Tale of Two Cities, you know what I'm talking about. Um and now another example of a heart of darkness. New Orleans is a stronger case for that heart of darkness. Here's an even stronger case which is happening this year. All of us, the world, we love this nice milk toast androgynous lady named Ellen who's married to some sexy bitch with amazing hair that used to be on Ally McBeal which was a great show. For 17 years America has clapped their sticky Krispy Kreme hands in pure joy as Ellen danced across the studio with Michelle Obama and Matt Damon. And then just as she got comfortable, she goes out on a on a minor limb, shows some support for Kevin Hart when he had a little backlash over some tweets. She had a friendly chat with a former president turned painter who uh you know may or may not be guilty of uh war crimes. And it all falls apart. An entire daytime empire crumbles because the non-binary empress is guilty. She is guilty of possibly not being very nice behind the scenes. Like, the empire of Ellen seemed indestructible. Like, we were 17 years into the thousand-year Reich of Ellen. But just two little love taps at the bottom of that Jenga tower, and it all's coming, crashing down. And Ellen is dragged through the international court of Twitter and charged with first-degree hurting of people's feelings. She hurt people's feelings in a premeditated manner, which is a crime against humanity. Worse than genocide. Worse than genocide, because at least with genocide, the people you murder aren't around to have their feelings hurt. I mean, it's bad. You kill a bunch of people, it's bad. But then at least now that they're dead, they're not going to have to go through life with their feelings hurt. But really, only a true monster like Ellen would not be nice to another human being and then leave them alive afterwards. To feel bad For the rest of their life That I mean that's That's heads on pike shit That's guillotine shit Heart of darkness It's right below the surface Civilization is a nice Non-threatening lesbian Dancing on the stage But underneath Backstage Backstage It's a fucking Hieronymus Bosch painting back there. And that's just an analogy for for humanity. Humanity is really just a pack of hyenas. You know, and civilization is like dressing all of us up in labradoodle costumes made out of tissue paper. And we're all pretending to be these cute, fluffy, genetically engineered... Non-threatening, child-friendly beings. And we live off of vegan biscuits and leave these adorable little poops. Adorable little poops in designated areas for said poop. And we immediately clean it up. We pick up after ourselves. And one or two little scuffles. One or two little like, hey, I was going to pee here. What are you doing peeing here? And that's all it takes for us to be hyenas again fucking jackals some asshole kicks kicks a couple of leaves and twigs over their own poop instead of disposing of it in the proper designated eco-friendly baggie some dancing short-haired lesbian in a vest snaps at a production assistant because they're fucking up at their job which is sometimes you got to do that when you're the boss and we all tear off our adorable Labradoodle costumes And we start eating each other Just gnawing on each other's Knees and elbows Someone's Fucking up Their bullshit job Their their aunt's boyfriend got them After they fail, failed out of film school And all they can really do Is get some gig Getting soy lattes For Ellen's executive producer Why did they fail out of film school? Well, you know because they thought Adderall was a substitute for creativity. You know? That's what they were told. And then they see Ellen, mild and, and uh, criminally not edgy Ellen, and yet somehow also courageous and groundbreaking and wildly successful, they see her dancing around and they think, that should be me. Why isn't that me? Mommy and daddy paid for the right schools. I worked really hard at sucking up to people so I have all the right friends now. I took all the Adderall I could get my hands on. Why isn't it me dancing up there with Pete Davidson? Like, Why isn't Pete Davidson threatening to kill himself over me? I deserve it. I deserve to have a mentally ill celebrity contemplate suicide because I broke up with them. Interestingly enough, hyena packs are matriarchies. Hyena packs are led by an alpha female, and she has like a fake penis that she uses to mount all the beta males just so they know who's boss it's pretty awesome watch a documentary on hyenas it's pretty cool really you realize like the Lion King is bullshit because uh, I think all the hyenas were dudes um, I don't know I've never seen the Lion King <laughs> I don't even know if there are hyenas in Lion Ly- I think I remember seeing some clip where there were hyenas in The Lion King, but now I may be wrong. Anyway, hyenas are pretty interesting. And, uh, you know, yeah, it's a matriarchy. I'm not saying that has any bearing on America or that I'm trying to keep the patriarchy going. I just thought I'd bring it up. <laughs> Stop reading political statements into every comment also um, our, our i can't I can't wait to see what happens next. Our costume is slipping our labradoodle costume is slipping got a little pandemic had a had a fun round of protests and riots. It's not over we're going to have something else before the elections in november um and i really i really want to see what it's going to be like that explosion in beirut that was pretty good like we could have one of those in uh baltimore maybe or san diego san diego would be better cuz like i don't know baltimore's kind of rough and they're kind of having a hard time even in the best of times. So, but San Diego? Fuck them. Their lives are way too good down there in San Diego. Let's they let's shake it up a bit. Everyone I met from San Diego is kind of boring because it's just too nice down there. Like they they don't have enough of a challenge in life. So, no one there is really all that interesting. Like back when I did personal training all the all the celebrity trainers like like all not trainers who train celebrities uh not like la movie shit but trainers who are celebrities in the industry and mostly make their living off of you know because training is kind of a pyramid scheme like like anything else so um if you really want to make real money as a personal trainer you don't get a bunch of clients and like help people you just create something and then sell it to other wannabe personal trainers you just convince them that your pot product is the best and that they're going to have amazing and fulfilling careers in the world of fitness If they buy whatever it is you're selling, that's how you make real money in personal training. You don't actually, like, train people and, you know, help them lose weight or get them fitter or make them more confident in life. Like, if you want to be a poor personal trainer, that's the way to do it. You want to be, you know, a relatively rich personal trainer, you know, making well into the six figures. No, no, no. You don't do training. You just create some bullshit, like a TRX... (laughs) Or something like that. And you convince every other wannabe personal trainer that they have to buy your product and sign up for all your bullshit classes. That's how you make the real money. And all those guys live in San Diego. So San Diego could use a big Beirut bomb right about now. Also, for the people in Seattle who are still protesting... You guys got to step it the fuck up. I don't know what the hell you're doing up there. Like, look at what Beirut is doing. Beirut has one bomb go off. They're not fucking around shooting fireworks at courthouses. Like, what? What is that? Meh, meh, you suck. You're a fascist. Here, here's a fucking Roman candle. Like, in Beirut, they're storming the Capitol building. And forcing the Prime Minister to resign, that's how you do it. That's how you fucking get, a, get some civil action going. You don't, like, goad the feds into, into, like, shooting your own eye out with a sim round just so you can get it on video and, and, like, tweet about police brutality and you get all the likes and retweets or whatever. Like, you don't affect change that way. Get the fuck out of here. Trump supporters are laughing at you, and they're going to come out in record numbers and vote for Trump in November because of your dumb video. They're still going to vote for Trump because they love watching cops cracking skulls. They love that shit. And they think you're an idiot for not wearing a simple pair of ballistic glasses. If you had gone to Walmart and picked up a pair of ballistic glasses for $10 before you'd gone to the protest, you'd still have an eye. Like why do you not have eye protection? You're wearing, what would you do? Instead you went to like your local electric scooter store and you got a fucking piece of shit bike helmet and vitamin water and that's your, that's your protest kit. You got your mask, you got your little foam bike helmet, you got your vitamin water. Where's your eye protection? (laughs) There's rubber bullets, there's paint rounds, there's pepper rounds, there's tear gas, there's all kinds of shit flying everywhere. Like, why are you not wearing eye protection? You take wood shop in high school, they make you wear eye protection. And you're going to go where like live rounds are being shot off and there's nothing over your eyes? (laughs) Trump supporters are laughing at you. And you don't know this because you're too good to shop at Walmart. Storm the Capitol building. Force Trump to resign. That's how you do it. What are you doing in Seattle? Shooting shit at a courthouse. Who cares about a courthouse? They burn it down. They just rebuild it back with taxpayer money. You don't win anything. Actually, maybe America does not have a heart of darkness. Like if we did, Beirut does. Beirut's got one. One explosion, and the whole government is out on their asses. I think America has a heart of donuts. Just like soft, sugary donuts. You scratch the surface, you put a virus out there, You know, you have your cops kill a couple citizens. And then what's revealed is not a heart of darkness, just a heart of Krispy Kremes. Because from a historical perspective, COVID is not a big deal. Even early on, earlier this year, like there were predictions of like at least 2 million people dying in the U.S. by September. Like I remember those numbers. We haven't reached 200K yet. We got people on the right refusing to wear a mask because of their freedoms. People on the left can't wait to wear a mask in public. Because like, if you don't wear a mask in public, how else is everyone going to know that you're a good person? Like, I can't go to Starbucks without my mask? Like, No one's going to know like how righteous I am. How is anyone going to know how much I hate Trump if I don't wear my mask? Except Trump now is telling everybody to wear my mask because it's patriotic. <laughs> he just beat you. <laughs> he just completely does a 180 and still wins. Yeah, I love uh as soon as Kamala as soon as Kamala got announced now most of the news I listen to is is just talking about like oh yeah when Biden's president when he's president what's he going to do when he's president how's he going to fix this like <laughs> just completely forgetting what happened four years ago like oh yeah when Hillary's president when she's president like what <laughs> you're gonna you guys are setting yourself up for a big disappointment you know I'd like Biden to win I don't love him and I don't love Kamala, but, uh, you know, at least they'd be predictable. You know, at least I, I, I kind of have a sense of how they're going to fuck me. All that really keeps me sane in the Trump era is watching everybody else freak out, but I mostly do that. So I don't have to contemplate. How I'm getting fucked. Because I don't know. (laughs) It's better to know exactly how you're going to get fucked. Than to know you're going to get fucked. But have no idea how. That's harder. So I don't think about it. I just enjoy everybody else freaking out. (laughs) It's really just been four years of. uh, Kind of. uh, Denial. I guess. Not denial. Disassociation. I'm just disassociating myself with the future, basically. (laughs) I've checked out. (laughs) But, you know, if Biden does get elected, maybe I can actually start making plans for the future again. (laughs) If you know how you're going to get fucked, you can at least prepare for it. (sighs) I like people in the middle, not left or right. People in the middle who are kind of half-assing it with with a neck gaiter or a bandana. That's still the best of me. It's like, all right. (sighs) Let me get to Let me dig out this dirty bandana. Which, CNN says, is worse than not wearing a mask at all. Because supposedly it breaks all of your disgusting, infected droplets. It breaks them up into more tinier Disgusting infected droplets that go further and farther than just normal, regular droplets. And that, you know, it sounds reasonable. You breathe out through the mask and then like if the mesh is like not quite tight enough, it just kind of splits it. You know, it makes it more into a spray. Aeros- you know, aerosols it more, if I can use aerosol as a verb. Um, it sounds reasonable, except I heard it on CNN. Which immediately makes me wonder what big pharma medical supply company paid Wolf Blitzer to shill for them. Like, we made all these brand new surgical masks, but not everyone is buying them. Like, get our, get our bitch Anderson Cooper to sell more surgical masks. Tell him to wear a tighter t-shirt. We can't have people just wearing a bandana for free. Like, they got to pay for protection. And then this whole time, I just keep thinking about Benjamin Franklin. Like Ben Franklin running around wearing powdered wigs and pantyhose during a smallpox epidemic. Fucking smallpox. He's just raw-dogging, syphilitic French actresses. Because it's business as usual for colonial America. They're used to plagues and shit rolling through. It's like, all right, we'll deal with this. Maybe we die, maybe we don't. But in case we don't, we're going to still keep a new nation functioning. We're still going to make plans. Like, those were real pandemics to me. Maybe they weren't real pandemics. Maybe, you know, maybe the bubonic plague, you know. If you lived through it, maybe it was kind of just like corona. Like, I guess they're telling me there's this sickness out there, but, uh, you know, I guess my neighbor died. I think I that think black plague was worse. <laughs> you look at the numbers of like somewhere between 30 and 60% of the entire population of Europe just gone. Yeah. But maybe their perception of what it was was uh, similar to ours. Same thing with smallpox. Yeah, Ben Franklin. You know, where Ben Ben Franklin time. The vaccines, because they had vaccines back then. And they made them by taking a long... (laughs) thick, like, hypodermic horse needle. They'd stick it in a dead person's disgusting pustule, their little smallpox, pussy pustules, and they'd draw out the pus, and then they take that same needle. <laughs> they didn't transfer it to a new clean needle. they take that same needle and then inject the infested pus into a live, healthy person. That was vaccines back then. That was back when men were men. And also men wore tights. Because there's no such thing as gender. But now we're in the 21st century. And we're losing our minds. Because Ellen is scary. I don't really find it scary. I find the younger kids are scary, like 30 and under. They're scared more. I grew up fully prepared for the world to end in a nuclear fireball. Like, I think we've forgotten that. And we just went about our day. Like, any day, Russia was going to nuke us. And we're like, oh, okay. We can't do anything about it, so uh, I guess I'll still do my homework. On the off chance that you know we're still alive tomorrow, my teacher's gonna gonna want my calculus homework. It's still a possibility. Nuclear fireballs like India and Pakistan are not buddies, and both have nukes. Or India and China, India and China. Are having like their soldiers are having fist fights in the Himalayas. <laughs> fist fights, like, I guess they're not shooting. Those are the rules. Because China's kind of pushing into this, like, these desolate mountains that are supposed to belong to India. And, like, nothing is up there. It's, like, too high for people to live. Or if people do live up there, it's, like, tiny little villages where, you know, there's no cars. There's no trucks. Like the whole winter, it's just all snowed in. It's not like it might as well be on Mars. And then, but China's, you know, they're they're pushing their uh, their boundaries in all directions. So they're encroaching into Indian territory. But there's kind of this like rule that they're not going to let it escalate into a shooting war. So they just send like you know small platoon size groups of soldiers up there to patrol and then these Indian soldiers and these Chinese soldiers just fucking brawl up there at like 15,000 feet like and they die like they die because like they'll fall off the mountain like they'll just be doing I don't know flying roundhouse kicks'll they'll, they'll show up with like bricks and uh it's like an it's like an antifa proud boy fight they show up with bricks and like bats with nails in them. And then they just brawl up there. Um, And I guess most, you know, there are a few deaths. And those deaths are because, like, someone falls off the mountain to their death. (laughs) But in America, we're scared of Ellen. Also, I mean, I mentioned this before. I'm probably going to keep mentioning it. Climate change is gonna suck. It's coming in our lifetimes, like it's accelerating. They thought like, yeah, maybe twenty one fifty, no, 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 the next twenty and twenty thirty years, maybe sooner it's gonna suck, and it's too late to do anything about it. They keep saying, well, if we really like, we got to get down to zero fossil fuel consumption in the next 10 years. Like, okay, yeah, that's never going to happen. It's too many people making too much money. We're worried about Ellen. I think maybe we have to worry about Ellen because we can't contemplate what's going to happen when the oceans are three degrees higher. Like, how fucked we're going to be then like that's just too much for us to think about but we can we can focus all that anxiety and fear and make Ellen suffer for it I think that's kind of what our monkey brains are capable of Kamala Harris is going to be vice president most likely. We're assuming she is because, I don't know, we're just counting Trump out now. Probably to our repeated chagrin. Uh, and there's controversy because nobody wanted Kamala. Old liberals want Kamala. They like her. They like Biden. Um But somehow the media doesn't really like to pay attention to them because they want to appeal to the kids. And the kids don't like Kamala because... She did her job and put people in jail. Uh, And we don't know where she stands on the issues. I love that. Where do you stand on the issues? Like people will not just lie to you and tell you what you want to hear. But she goes back and forth. Who knows? She changes her mind a lot. That's also an excuse for people not to like her. Uh, I haven't heard many people, if any, voice a lot of support for her, which is probably good in the long run like Trump supporters are annoying, Bernie Bros are annoying. I liked Bernie, but he's not Jesus. Like don't don't get too excited. What do you think he's going to be able to accomplish? But yeah, since she got announced, I heard a lot of people, you know, they'll give a a long laundry list of why she sucks. But, you know, it's not up to them. <laughs> She's the pick and uh, politics is funny because pretty much everyone just repeats what they heard someone else say like I don't fucking know I don't know what any of it means I just listen to people who seem to know what they're talking about most of them make you know a living giving their opinions but what the fuck do they know (laughs) like any politician worth their salt is going to be good enough at public speaking that they sound like they know what they're talking about like that's why they're electable but it's singularly rare for any politician to actually get something done lately I remember Bill Clinton seemed to get a fair amount done Reagan got a lot done Uh, both Bushes got a fair amount done I don't know what Obama got done other than Obamacare. And that's pretty much non-existent anymore. It's just a shitty health care plan that got more people coverage, which I don't know. They seem to think that's a good thing. I love when they say that we're going to roll back Obamacare and then like 20 million people are going to be uninsured. But here's the thing about health care. Like, even if you have coverage, it doesn't do much for you. You pay a lot of money for it, and you don't get anything out of it because healthcare isn't even a real thing. It doesn't exist. We don't have healthcare. We have modern medicine, but that has nothing to do with health, and no one working in it cares about you. <laughs> And why should they care about you? Chances are you're there because you had a thousand donuts too many. You didn't give a shit about your health until right this moment when something went wrong. So why should anyone else suddenly give a good goddamn about your fucking raging cholesterol level? Like our our current healthcare system in America is kind of a form of class-based genocide. Like, you have to have access to it. And if you have access to it, you'll live longer. Because that's really what our healthcare system is. It's not about health. It's about forcing you to not die. And those are not the same thing. There's a difference between not dying and actually being healthy. So our current healthcare, you know, modern medicine is basically, let's say, cancer. Our solution for cancer, our treatment for cancer, is to bombard you with chemicals and radiation, to to slowly poison you and kill you, in the hopes that the cancer dies before the rest of you does. And if that happens if the cancer dies before the rest of your body dies then you get to have the long slow recovery back to some sort of health that's how we treat cancer it's absurd it's ridiculous or this is what my girlfriend's going through she's got uh she's been having these stomach issues for years and, uh, I don't know, for some reason, like once COVID hit, they suddenly got like a lot worse. So she finally gets in. They give her like a colonoscopy, endoscopy, shoot a camera and both through both ends to try to like see what's going on. It doesn't seem too bad. She's got a couple diagnoses. Um,. Uh, something called GERD, which is just gastroesophageal reflux disease. Basically, it's like acid reflux, like really bad acid reflux. And then uh, hiatal hernia, which is just like a, a hernia in the diaphragm. So as opposed to most people get a diaphragm get a hernia like down low in their groin, she's got one up in the diaphragm. So it's basically like a really bad muscle pull or muscle weakness in the diaphragm, which is just a muscle that in your rib cage that helps you breathe. And um, And then this GERD thing, which once they diagnosed it, I finally, you know, I Googled it. I'm like, what is this GERD shit? And then it's basically, you've got this lower esophageal sphincter, which is basically just connects your stomach to your esophagus. And then it doesn't close because normally it's closed. Like the muscle is closed. It's just a, mu- a sphincter is just a muscle. Um, this is not the sphincter in your ass. You've got a couple sphincters. <laughs> this is the one that connects your esophagus to your stomach. So when you swallow food or anything, this particular lower esophageal sphincter will open to allow food or liquid or whatever to pass through to the stomach, and then it will close again. And it closes so that the stum- the acid in the stomach doesn't get up into the esophagus because your stomach has a lining around it, um, which prevents the stomach or which prevents the acid from eating through your stomach because stomach acid is highly corrosive. And your esophagus does not have this lining. So if any acid gets up in the esophagus, you get heartburn or massive. And then over time, it can cause real, real problems. So it doesn't look like she has real problems yet. But we want to take care of it. And then the doctor's solution. So this is essentially a plumbing problem. So what this is, it's a muscle that's not working. It's not keeping the acid in the stomach. It's letting it come up in the esophagus. This is just a plumbing problem. There's just, there's just a valve and a pipe that doesn't close. And then the classic GI doctor's solution is we're going to give you a bunch of medication that's going to prevent you from creating any acid in your stomach So the acid doesn't get up into the esophagus. And also, you basically just have to eat plain chicken and rice for the rest of your life. (laughs) So you don't create acid. And my response, because I fix muscles for a living, that's what I do. It's not medical. It's really more mechanical. It does seem to have a lot of medical applications, but I'm just basically a dumb mechanic for the body. I just fix muscles and joints. I'm like, this is a plumbing problem. This is a muscle doesn't work. I can make this muscle work. It's not classically something I do. I mostly do shit like knees, necks, backs, ankles. You know, most people's aches and pains, like musculoskeletal aches and pains. But I'm like, this thing's a muscle. I'm going to figure out a way to fix it. That's the best medicine has to offer. So instead of getting this muscle to work and do its job, we're just going to keep treating the symptoms for the rest of your life because that's the best thing that we can come up with. We want to solve a plumbing problem with a bunch of chemicals. And that is health care. Now I could ask this doctor this and he'd think I was an idiot Because that's what doctors do. Doctors become experts in one narrow little thing. And they think that makes them experts in all things. So uh, now that I know what the issue is, I really should have Googled this thing six months ago when it started. Um, But I just assumed like, oh, this isn't my area. This is just a, you know, this is a stomach thing. I don't do stomach stuff. I don't know anything about that. But it's, yeah, it's a stomach thing because it's a plumbing thing. And I can fix the plumbing. So me, with my creative writing degree, uh, I think I'm going to cure my girlfriend. And then I'm just going to announce to the world that I can cure this thing that a lot of people suffer from. And I'm going to charge probably $10,000 to do it. And I'm going to work once a month. And that's going to be my life. It's actually really great. (laughs) I'm going to work one day a month. Maybe I'll see two or three people, and then the rest of the month, I'm just taking off. And I'll make a nice, you know, low six-figure gig, and that's all I need. And the rest of the time, I mean, I don't know. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to figure out something else to fill the rest of my time. I'm already getting bored with video games. I never thought I'd, like, get bored with video games because I never had enough time to play all the games I wanted, but now I do, and... uh it is possible to get bored with video games. So I'm going to fix my girlfriend. Um, That wasn't really what I was talking about. Oh, so healthcare sucks. Oh, yeah. So that was what really what Obama tried to do. Um, and I guess, you know, he got bin Laden, but really anybody who was president would have gotten bin laden that was more luck on his part um and i like obama but i'm just in retrospect i'm trying to i'm I'm really trying to think like what did he actually accomplish and he did have like an awful lot of resistance um but so did every other president too so i don't know how much i can yeah i liked obama he was cool he's classy he had a pretty good sense of humor um kind of made us look good to most of the rest of the world but yeah i don't know uh i guess in his defense you know at least he got one thing through whereas so far trump has gotten nothing done (laughs) and that is pretty i mean just getting obamacare through like i mean that seemed hard having nothing to do with it, but I'm like, all oh, these people are against them. Nobody wants anything like a Medicare for all. Um, so that was a big accomplishment to get something like Obamacare through, but really when you look at Obamacare, you get more people insured for this thing that really doesn't do much for us at all, except makes us. it makes us live longer. So we... We continue to live unhealthy lives for a longer period. That's kind of where modern medicine is at right now. Um, so I don't know. I guess with, with uh, Kamala, a lot of people I know are really disappointed Biden picked her. Really, who else was he going to pick? He really had two options. He had Kamala. He had to p- pick a black lady. Like, that's kind of a given. Um, you had to pick a lady because, uh, Hillary lost and uh, liberal women feel like that was because of sexism and you can tell them, you know, like just explain to them how much Hillary actually sucked and why people didn't like her. Maybe some people didn't like her because she's a woman, but also she's just a shitty person. Um... But they're upset. So they want any lady in the White House, even if it's vice president. So he, he had to pick a woman. Also, he had to pick a black woman after the George Floyd thing. So it was really Kamala or Susan Rice. And I don't think Susan Rice has ever like held an elected office. Um, and I think Kamala will play ball with all you know the big donors, all the major corporations like... Yeah, she's she'll play ball. So Susan Rice may have been riskier because she's not elected. So she doesn't necessarily have to play ball as much if she really doesn't want to. Um, yeah, so it really, it kind of had to be her. And I don't know why people are upset. But also, it might be good to have somebody you don't really like. Because when you get someone you like, then they let you down. Like, everyone loved Michelle Obama. Like, I bet people were like, why doesn't Michelle become VP? But what did Michelle really do? Like, people loved her because she had nice arms, but, like, her one little pet project as first lady, because all first ladies have to have some fucking to-do. Like, Nancy Reagan had to have the fucking just say no to drugs, which turned out to get more kids interested in drugs. (laughs) Uh, So Michelle Obama's was, she was going to stop kids from getting so fat. She was going to get kids to lose weight because of the raging obesity epidemic, especially with children in the U S that was her goal was to get kids eating better and moving more, getting fitter and, After eight years, did one fat kid become less fat? No. No, they didn't. Those kids got fatter. Michelle Obama failed in her little Let's Move program. But we love her. We love her anyway, even though she failed, even though she didn't want to demonize the food industry because you know that would. The food industry is it's a lot of money and that's a lot of food that we sell overseas to other countries. So if we demonize, that's a lot of income we're not getting in. You can't demonize like... You can't take General Mills to task. You can't... You can't... Like... Hurt Monsanto's feelings. Like... Those are huge powerhouse conglomerates. And they will fuck up your whole campaign. Um, she can't tell these little fat fuck kids to not eat sugar cuz then Dole's going to come down on her. You don't want to piss off Dole. Dole conquered Hawaii. <laughs> and the United States said, uh, we we didn't we didn't tell you you could do that, and then Dole said, "Well, we fucking did it. Make us a state." And the US said, all right all right just like let us know next time before you do something like that and that's how hawaii is a state because of dole so yeah michelle obama uh did not get any little chubby bastard to lose any weight but you know we would have loved to have her run for VP. Maybe we need Kamala. She's kind of a bitch. You know, she she doesn't balk at sending non-violent drug offenders for long prison terms. Maybe we need somebody like that for a little while. Maybe we don't. I don't know. It seems like we've always had those people in office. <laughs> and it's created a lot of problems. But maybe we need somebody like I also don't know any I don't know anybody who loves Kamala. I also don't know anybody who really really hates her. They're just more disappointed. That's the thing. These fucking liberals, goddammit. It's like if they don't get exactly the person they wanted, they fucking pout. They just pout like little fuck. It's like you're not going to get what you want. You get what you get. And then hopefully it doesn't fuck you without lubing you up first. That's life. I mean, people hate George Bush. They hate him. He destabilized the Middle East. He ushered in the Patriot Act, turned the U.S. into a surveillance state, which Obama did nothing to curb either. Obama was a big fan of the surveillance state. Also, Bush was responsible for providing massive funding to HIV AIDS research. What? That George Bush? Yeah, that George Bush. The United States really didn't do a whole lot to combat AIDS in Africa until George Bush. Like HIV AIDS research has done uh, in Africa has done a lot for helping people with HIV. And that's mostly due to George Bush for like approving all that funding. So what are you going to do? He did a nice thing and also we don't like him too much. So much that we don't like George Bush so much that him just having a nice little genial chat with Ellen gets her in trouble. I don't know why she doesn't bring that up. Say, hey, yeah, maybe you don't like George Bush. Also, A lot of my gay friends are still alive because of him. How about that? That's what she should bring up. Really, she should just quit. I mean, she's made enough money at this point. She should say, all right, fuck you guys. I'm going to hang out with my hot-ass wife. (laughs) We're going to play with our dogs. And fucking 69 each other. 69 each other in a bed of money. And the rest of you can go fuck yourselves. I love people with bullshit educations, and I include myself in this because I do have a bullshit education, Uh, but bullshit educations and no actual hard skills, which I do have some hard skills. Thank you very much. If it all hits the fan, if zombies come out, I still have some hard marketable skills that I can trade for some Chef Boyardee. Like, hey, I'm hungry. You got Chef Boyardee. I can fix your knee that you hurt when you were like kicking that zombie's ass. So let's make a trade. That's my fallback. (laughs) That's my fallback plan. But I love people with bullshit educations and no actual real skills, no hard skills. I love when they condescend to the underprivileged. Like condescend to the Walmart crowd. And look, I'm not a big fan of the Walmart crowd. I don't want to hang out with them. They're kind of ignorant. But also, just because they were white doesn't mean they were able to go to college. Like, it's not their fault they grew up in West Virginia. So stop acting like you studied physics, bitch. If you didn't study chemistry or physics, you don't get to condescend to people. Like, doctors are bullshit. They think they know way more than they do. But they studied a real thing also. Like, I do forgive them their fucking arrogant attitudes when they thumb their nose down at something just because they didn't learn it in school. Like, I get it. But also, they did learn some real shit too. But you did not. Intersectional feminism is not chemistry. It's not even literature. Try reading some Margaret Atwood instead of instead of like lambasting some poor white trash on Twitter go actually read some Margaret Atwood don't read like someone else's opinion on Margaret Atwood don't read an essay about it Margaret Atwood is great everybody should read it although I don't know didn't she just get cancelled as a Nazi or something? Because I think she signed some letter against cancel culture. I don't... Yeah. yeah. I think she was on that. I can't keep up with all the cancelings, but... I mean, do you, do you know why the cage bird sings? If you think I'm still talking about Margaret Atwood, you clearly do not. <laughs> do you know why the cage bird sings? I do. I do. It's got something to do with vaginas. Which uh, which she called her pocketbook. That's why the cage bird sings. Also, the cage bird sings because it doesn't know any better. It doesn't know what freedom is. It doesn't know what it's missing. So it sings. You know, it's kind of like a, an ignorance is bliss sort of thing. But mostly it has to do with all the white boys she let put their dirty fingers in her pocketbook Which is what she calls her vagina It's adorable I rise I rise I rise It's a pretty good book Everybody should read I Know Why the Cage Bird Sings Um, It's also Kind of hot When she's in the backseat Of that car Like fucking that white dude we